Audio Frontier. Pedro Mendes! That is just brilliant! Well, he's racing back to provide the cover. Here's Ali McQuaish! Oh, he's done it! Ali McQuaish from Rangers! Is there going to be a twist in the tail? Love Kratz! Yes, there is! And Albert gets it through! Torn Celtic apart! It's Barry Ferguson! This is Rangers Daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. Welcome to the debut of our brand new Football Daft podcast. It's called Rangers Daft. See what we did there. Uh, now, Chris has been banned from this one, so we leave it in the capable hands of Stephen and Grado so they can talk about Rangers all they want without trying him trying to get in and make any jokes or anything. All right, boys. Not bad, John. Not bad at all. He's looking forward to this. You get to talk Rangers. Gradle, you'll be in your element. You can talk about Rangers till the cows come home. No other football to talk about. Till the cows come home. Well, as I said, I've taken I've wee bits and bobs, wee notes. Uh, half a page there. Oh, oh, I look forward to this. I look forward to this. But is that your notes for the game of the weekend? Ah, well, I've kind of basically looked at what every country wrote and follow follow, noted it down. <laughs> Oh, Opta are shiting themselves right now, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, welcome to Rangers Daft. This is going to be available on Patreon only, okay? But because it's the first episode, we thought we'd give it to all you guys for nothing. But if you want to hear this going forward, you're going to have to sign up to patreon.com forward slash football daft. I we're taking your money for this. So, I uh, get involved. Sign up for that, and if you do sign up, you get the chance to be a pundit on the show as well. Because it's the first episode, however, we don't have any pundits, but we do have Stephen's mates. You want to introduce them, Stephen? Yeah, we've got Bert here, and we've got Tam, two very staunch men. Uh, Gredo, you've met them before, haven't you? Yep, aye, various pantomimes and all that now. Good yeah, to see you. This is Bert and Tam, we season tickets together. Evening. Games together. So, they'll keep you right as well, Gredo, right now. Uh, okay, dog, keep me right. That's the, well, that's the boys. So, Bert and Tam, you've been uh, lifelong Rangers supporters. You've been going to Stephen all, all your life uh, to the games, have you? For our sins, aye. How, you never asked any of my pals to come on, John? You could have had them on if you want. I tell you what, next week, Gredo, you can get your pals on. Ach, my pals are all kind of wrestling gimps and all that. We're our pals, Gredo. <laughs> you can count us as friends. Hey, okay, right. I'm taking, I'm taking them on all, Bob. <laughs> so, so, great to ask you, you boys, what's your favourite, finest moment as a Rangers supporter, and who's your favourite player? We'll come to you first, Bert. Favourite player, Gaza. Uh, finest moment, that's a tough one. Um, nine in a row. Nine in a row, yeah. Seen it, seen it being won rather, rather than being awarded. <laughs> loud drop, I ain't loud drops, man. Loud drop on McCoist, the best moment. <sighs> It was mere again when we beat Parma at Ibrooks. It was what an atmosphere, it was brilliant. Nine in a row now that's obviously good. But you see just that night in Ibrooks when we beat Parma. The noise was phenomenal, especially when the second goal went in. Especially that Parma side as well. That was an incredible football. Aye, they had great players. They had Buffon, Turam. They were brilliant. Something else. It's funny, I know what you're saying, but right, everybody mentions nine in a row, right? But it, Sometimes you have to go to pick something where you've got a, a right good memory to it and at the time. Like, as I right. always say, my, my favourite experience probably was 3 now at Robbie Park in 2011. Just because I was a wee bit older at the time. You're, I'm with my pals. My father was there. 
and just because of how exciting it was after the first eight minutes. So right. although it might not be the biggest memory in Rangers history, it's probably my biggest memory in my head. What I, what I think. That and when Stephen Novo scored that penalty to take us to the cup final, mm-hmm. UEFA cup final, that was some feeling, I know. That was mm-hmm. something I didn't think you'd witness us getting a European Cup final, ain't To be honest. We, we know we in your living room watching that, wouldn't we? Aye. <laughs> didn't even drink. I wasn't even drinking. I you you felt like you were steaming after it. <laughs> but it's funny because I've been telling, I tell my dad a day, that was Clive Tilsley that said Manchester, brace yourself, but it wasn't he, wasn't it, no? Was it no? Was it, it no wasn't Peter Drury? I don't know. Peter Drury again. It was Peter Drury. It was Peter Drury. I was telling my father then. I thought, do you know what? Actually, wasn't it him that said that? By the way, that is a good scoop. Yeah, the, the lineup's phenomenal, man. I'm I just, loving it, man. I still just got to be missed out Michael Stewart, but the rest of them was <laughs> good. Was it? We'll, get, we'll, get in, we'll get into that later on. Um, so obviously, this is just going to be a basically Rangers daft is what it says in the tin. We're going to just talk about Rangers. We're going to look through. Back at the games, going to look forward to the games, going to look at the news and rumours. But, you know, let's let's start off with Saturday there. A tough start away to Aberdeen. Let's just go around the table, get your initial thoughts on the game. Come to you first, Stephen. Uh, I mean, obviously, on the fixture list, you look at Pataudry. It's one of the hardest places for Rangers to go to historically. To come away with a clean sheet, won the game, three points. First half, we were in control. Second half, I feel... I think the same talk about ourselves going a wee bit. I think we just kind of went down to Aberdeen's level. We didn't move the ball quick enough. We lost a bit of intensity. But all in all, first game of the season, a debut for the new centre half, 1 0. No complaints. Bert, yeah, coming to you before we come to Opta Gradle. Um, what, do you, what do you make it? I, I mean, at the end of the day, three points, that's the, that's the most important thing. I thought we started really well, but I actually watched the second half again yesterday. And see, when, see when you're watching it, you put the, like the, the tension and, and, the, and the emotion involved. I don't think at any point we were under really any pressure. So as much as we would have all liked another, another at least one goal, I think the fact that you've came away clean sheet, I don't know when was the last time you kept a clean sheet at the Three points, that's, that's the most important thing. My, my only fear is, again, we didn't create a lot of chances at all. So that, that's an area of the team that needs big improvement. Goals, creating clear-cut chances as well. Grado, what did you make of it, mate? I think we can be happy with that. As I said, it's the first game of the season. I would take, I would attain one now a couple of weeks ago. Pataudry isn't the easiest place to go. Um you need to remember as well, it is the first game of the season. Folk are still, you know, they're still, it's the first game, right? Sometimes it takes Rangers two or three games to find their, to find their stride, but um, I, thought we'd, I thought we played well, especially in the first half. Second half, it was that whole, this is, I'm watching the same film push as last year, but to be honest with you, I was confident, I was a lot more confident, and actually when I watched the highlights back, I was a lot happier with it as well at the time. I'm sitting going, they're going to equalise here, they're going to equalise. But I think we can be happy. I think we can be happy with that result. Is I think I read something like we've only there's only been like three games in the last fifteen years where we've won more than a goal at Pataudry. Some something like that. So it's a good result for us. Yes. And Tam, finally coming to you on this, um, what did you uh, make of the game? Everything you expect. Got to Aberdeen. To be honest, they're always going to sit in. No look to come out much and hit you on the break with a long ball. 
They didn't have cause Glover Renton that's able to do that. A better effect than what they've normally done against us recently up there. But kind of what Grado was saying, we're, I think we're slow starters, notoriously slow starters. So to get three points and walk away from it, it would have been comfortable if we had one more goal. If we scored one more goal, it would have been a very comfortable afternoon. Because I don't think they were going to do anything, but you always just fear that sucker punch that happened to us more than once last season. And it was a wee bit of that feeling where you think, I've seen this before. But we held on. And it wasn't even really holding on. It was just just because it was a one goal that was making it angry. But it's always like that when you go up to Aberdeen. So you get three points and walk away with it, you'll take it renew. Because when you know your first game's with Audrey, straight away into your head, you just think, if you get the win, you take it, regardless of the, perf- the performance. Do you think having, there's obviously Pataudry's a, a nightmare place for Rangers to go, do you think not having the crowd there is, is going to be a big advantage when you come to the end of the season, looking back, do you think that'll be a big advantage for you guys? I, I think it was a slight advantage not having them there. Because I think we won now to go with 15 minutes. If we're still only one now and their crowd getting on at, on at them, I think your players might have felt a bit more. Oh, yeah, sure they're no great under the pressure with that. See, I don't think it was because uh, it's not the away support; it's the home support. I don't think it would have made. I don't think it's made much of a difference there at the weekend. But I think, like I said, when we play St. Johnson at home, and after the first ten minutes, say the crowds there, they're getting on Tav's back or whatever. It's. I think the away support is different. I wouldn't mind if you know. In, a, in an ideal world, this is bad saying this, but I'd want. I'd want the away supporters at the away games. But right now, I'm quite happy when they. Home supporters at Ibrooks just now. I know what you mean. It's 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 a kind of double edged thing. We especially when they fans at Ibrooks, it works both ways because the fans they go on. You know that the Rangers fans are hard. They go on the players back after 15-20 minutes. But then a lot of the teams that come to Ibrooks want that. So we need fans there as well. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to work for teams coming to Ibrooks. If you know what I mean, like teams coming to Ibrooks, they want the crowd to turn on them. Do you know what I mean? They want to do that, but I think I think it is going to benefit us. But I think at the weekend there, the biggest thing that benef- benefited Rangers was Nate Cosgrove and Nate Curtis Main. And it meant, and I'm not being funny saying this, but it meant Aberdeen had to try and play a bit of football because they've not got a big guy to hit up, up top. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and when they're trying to play football and come out the kind of They've not really got that in them. No, they've not. Play football. And, and you could see it, what they were looking for is try and get a free kick, edge of the box halfway into our half just so they can lump a ball in and that was basically the only way they were ever going to trouble us mm. aye, aye, aye. How impressed were you guys I mean a lot has been said about Balogun at the back how impressed by him were you? Yeah again um, surprised we were all surprised that he started the game um, and, and the fear is is that oh here we go again we're, we're chopping and changing right for the, for the bird goal because he didn't think he played uh, all the friendly but I mean he, he was so comfortable and, and if, if they've been watching that all week in training, they've obviously seen, liked what they've seen and, and thought that there's absolutely no problem in putting him in there. And he strolled it. And again, he's not under any pressure because Aberdeen wasn't really offering it and going forward. But um, the one main instance when they played the ball through to the boy Anderson and it looked in that initial first maybe five years that the boy was going to be away from him and he, and he strolled in, catches up with him, takes the ball from him. It, it, it was effortless for him. So Aye, really, really good, really good debut film. 
I'm for the rattle that you had today, look comfortable on it. It's hard to judge him on it because, like what kind of said, we're throwing a ball into the box, Aberdeen weren't really threatening us. Does he keep his uh, place in the side grade though, uh, in front of Helen and Edmondson? Does he? Well, I, I just think it gives Steve, Stephen Gerrard, it gives him options, but it is, it's a hard one for him to pick because I do think he, he needs to get a solid back turn and something he's going to go with. He's, you know, playing Germany, he was important for Wigan. He's, and as you say, Bert, he, he must have stormed it in training last week and he's taking a look at him, Gerard went, right, he can dare us. And he did, he looked so comfortable. Um, especially, well, as I say, going to Petrodri's a, a, a difficult game. And I think it does, I think it does put Gerard in a position where he needs to decide, you now does he go with, I, I, think he, I think he will go with the two I think this will be him for a couple of weeks, but I don't want to speak too soon because you know what it's like. How many seven and have come into Rangers and have played superb in the first game, second game? No, so, I mean, who was the first? Was it Joe Joe Fingley had a, had a, a brilliant game in the first game we come up? Would you call him Joe? Joe Warrell. Joe Warrell, do you know what I mean? I'm sure he had the first game and then <coughs> I think he played Hamilton the following week. So. There's something about this big guy. He just looked like, he looked very assured. He's up to play. He's match fit, playing with Wigan, but like Bert was saying, he's turned a pace on the ball. Even, I know he was never under much pressure, but the much crosses that came into the box and he just seemed to deal with it and he, he, brought, a, he brought a bit of composure, I think, to Goldson as well. And, but again, like Gabe was saying, it's only the first game of the season. Yeah. Who knows, he could have a shocker next week, but I think that's going to be the first, the, the centre-back pairing for maybe next few weeks anyway. Yeah. Another player that's obviously was highlighted throughout the match was Morelos. Now he was play, he seemed to be playing a bit of a different. He seemed to be coming a lot deeper for the for the ball. Did did you guys notice that, or did you come <laughs> a position? Yeah. Do you know? Because it's funny at the at the end of the game they were showing the stats that he he touched the ball more in this game than he did in any one game last season. And I, is that that he's trying to impress somebody? Is he trying to get on the ball? I don't know. There was something weird about that. That although he didn't have his best game, he he, he was never short of touches, and it, it, it was weird seeing him seeing him playing him playing that deep. But if he doesn't come deep, you don't score the goal. That's true. I don't know what so many people are moaning about. Mm-hmm. We were like, it's not like we were pressing him that high up the park, so he's he's dropped a bit deeper a couple of times to get the ball. But see, he's laying it off and then going forward again. And like I said, see if he doesn't drop. We don't score the goal because he drops into the hole and that McKenna's that obsessed with trying to get him. He follows him into the hole and he turns him. And then he's only got one defender to slide the ball through for Kent to run into plenty of yards when they've done him. Kent's another one that was obviously kind of highlighted. You know, do you think you're going to see a lot of goals, a lot more goals from him this season and the kind of role he's playing, judging not on Saturday's we game? To, we need to. We, you, like, I keep saying it, like, talking about if you want a challenge, like, you look at Selic, man, their midfield for like players at Forest, Christy McGregor, their numbers is we've well, spent seven million in Kent. You need goals and you need assists. You need that. After the game, he said that himself, he, he needs the numbers added to his game, whether it's goals and assists. So he, he knows that he's taking a bit of responsibility there. Um I think that I think we don't create enough clear-cut chances. Um, and, and that was the pleasing thing about the goal. It's unlike us to have a, a player running through one-on-one on a goalkeeper. Um, I think credit to Morelos for what he done because it wasn't just that he dropped deep, got himself involved, that he played the quick pass and all. He's seen it and he played the perfectly weighted pass. So 
Um, if if we if we win every week and Morelos doesn't score, but he has that kind of game where he he wasn't anywhere near a standout player, but he set up a goal. Um, I'll, I'll take that. I don't mind him, come, him coming deep if it means the three that are run about him, Aribo, Haji, and, and and Kent. They're the quicker ones. Um, they're the and ones they should just get them. beyond them if he drops yeah. in. Yeah. He's left a hole for one of them to exploit. Yeah. And, and, and what you said, Tam, McKenna makes the mistake. When McKenna sees him going that far away, he should just let him go. But they, they, they follow him out and then they're, they're a bit at sixes and sevens at the back um, because of that. So I, I thought McCoy's made too much of him, um, throw him deep. I thought, I, I, thought I, don't see the, I, I thought I don't see what the big deal is. It's different when you're, you're going back to when McCoy's playing and we're, we've got all sorts of possession and firing into the box and he's getting umpteen chances. As I said a couple of times, we're, we're not a team that's creating that many clear-cut chances if we were and the wee man stayed in the box he'd probably get a few goals but um, when he seen his sale early on that it wasn't happening for him he, he came and got himself involved in the game so mm-hmm. I'm happy with that Same and when you've got, you're playing a team that's going to fucking basically have like 10 or 11 bodies behind the ball you need to do something like that you need, your, your centre forward's going to have to maybe drop deep and try open the game up and like Tam says man if he doesn't do that we don't get the goal so were you guys quite happy with the way that Rangers kind of set up their shape? I think we were, we've got eyes. I mean, but I think, again, where we're, what's letting us down, I think what's killing us is maybe, I don't know, Kamara and Jack, just too similar in the middle of the park. Yes, just too similar, man. We need, we still need something else. Like, see if we've got another player that's going to be able to box to box, take the ball, go forward. I think when Kamara and Jack take the ball and go forward, it's like they don't know what to do. You don't need Jack and Kamara to sit in there because they weren't really coming out at you. No, you don't. You definitely don't, man. You don't. I, I, I think maybe a wee few home in certain games he fancies playing the sort of two sitting midfield. Aye. But I can understand the rigidness because of who you're playing and all. Because they're going to be rigid. Aye, they are. But it's just when you see the way the game's panning out and you look at it, and you look at Aberdeen are off on absolutely nothing, you need that wee bit extra in the middle of the park that Kamara and Jack own the ball, aren't they going to be? I, I think one of them need to take an onus upon their cell for one of them to see each other. Mm-hmm. See for maybe the next 10 minutes. You go a bit, I'll Aye. sit, because Jack, they're not coming. Jack, Jack's Aye. capable, we've seen it last season, Jack's capable when he does like come with the ball sometimes. I mean, you've seen... There was a bit of formy hurt a couple of times throughout last season where he does go forward and he's... And he's he scored a few goals. goals. And, a, and a bit the edge of the box, he scored a few goals. Aye. What did you use, mate? Uh, how many subs did Aberdeen make? Four or five, didn't they? I think you used them all. Do you know how... I, I was talking to Bob in the group chat, right? There's something about that I don't like this, five substitutions. I don't no, like, I don't like it. Because I feel as if Rangers are putting out their strong, strongest side. The second half, Gerard doesn't like to change it, but it, it, that kind of that gave me a wee bit of anxiety. The amount of subs that they were bringing on, the amount of fresh legs, we don't want to change it. Mm-hmm. But it felt like every five minutes, Aberdeen were bringing somebody on. And I'm going, oh, there's a fresh pair of legs. He's no changing. It was just, and I feel for the for the, for the season. You no, know, the feel it gives me an awe. Gredo, when when that happens, it's see when it gets to 89, 90 minutes, the game's no anywhere near finished because there's been that many subs. There's going to be five minutes, six minutes added on. You're one now up. You don't want that. You want it to be fucking finished. But 
um, when, when you see that going on, I think it was it was six minutes it was added on the weekend. He's got to add the one because of all the, the extra subs that are getting made, but fuck me, man, you don't like that every week. Oh, it hurts, hurts in my mouth all the time. But you're, but you're right, I, I know I thought about that. It will be, <laughs> if these teams flinging on players, the, the extra time's just going to be like every week, isn't it? Aye, and do you know what worries me with as well, man? Gerard is not a fan of making changes, man. Nah. When they came. So see having the chance to make five, that's a nightmare for him. I know, and see, but see, and I bet his defence, right? See for McInnes, the game's not gone his way, so why not throw the dice? I know. So, so what you're doing is you've got Gerard's got his team set up and winning, and then McInnes can totally change it with half a team basically. Right. And what do you do? Do you go, oh no, what? I need to change it. And you're here, you're thinking, my boys were doing all right. I understand the legs part is going to come at you, but if you've, it's just a shit rule to be honest. It's too many subs you can throw on because if your team's getting good, fuck it, you just throw everything at it. Right. Yeah, you're basically bringing on half a team. Right. I mean, a horse time was fucking 18 players on the pitch. Aye, 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 uh, when I say we haven't watched football, we've had all these months off. We've had a full pre-season. We don't need the extra subs. Aye. It should have only been for that short period of time. Mm. And then now that you're back to normal. Because even if you take Rangers and Celtic out they should have a strong bench. It, it doesn't suit. If, if Aberdeen were one each with us, or the game is still not each, and we're the one throwing five subs on, and one of these subs scored the winner, the fourth or the fifth sub scores a winner, and we come away one now. they're going to be sitting going, I very fucking good look. They're bringing on this guy that cost X amount, this guy that's getting paid whatever a week, and, and they're just further their, their normal kind of team. And Rangers and Celtic will have that luxury that all the other teams don't have. No stronger options on. Another big talking point in the game was obviously the sending off of Considine. What did you make of it? Because a lot of people said, was it a 50-50? Because Arfield went in quite hard, as, as did Considine. What did you make of the sending off? Do you know what I said at the time? Steve, when you're playing that with your mates, it's not even a free kick. You play on. <laughs> but but see, see in football now, see as soon as you see somebody making that lunge with a straight leg and the studs up, nine times out of ten, it's only going to be a red card. And, and, I, and I think with Arfield, to me that looked more like he, he was almost protecting himself. He wasn't jumping in as such. You see the freeze frame picture and it looks like he's jumped two-footed. But when you see it in real time, he's basically puts his studs forward a bit, lifts him up. But, but the other boy comes kind of too high, far too high. And that, that's the difference now. And Tam's right, like, you play football and you see the tackles all the time, but there's no referees there when we have played football. <laughs> um, so that's that's why you play on. But um, and, and uh, I think going back to the eighties and the nineties, the tackles would happen regular. But the game's changed when it comes to things. It was too high. It was too high. Aye. No, it doesn't even matter if you play the ball first. It used to just be see if you won the ball. Everything else is game. If you won the ball first and take the guy out after it, then that's a bonus. But see now. You can't do that. If you go in with a straight leg and your studs up, you're going off the park. Yeah. Just and even when he does it, you see Johnny Hayes in the background. Exactly, putting his horns up. He knows. He knows it's a red card as well. Do you know what I mean? It's just, the rules are the rules. And it was, 
when you look at it, if, if Arfield doesn't get the way you're at, his season's finished. Aye. So, so, overall, happy with the start then, guys? Aye. Aye, you've got to take it. Take yeah. it, exactly, that's it. Uh, so, we, we're going to do, every week, we're going to do Rangers Daft rated and Rangers Daft the Daft Day. So, Rangers Daft rated, who's the player you're rating out of that match? But, Stephen, for you first. Ken. Bert. Uh, I think Aribo. Aribo. Grado. Alligan. And Tam. I'm going to go with Kent. Kent gets it then. Rangers daft rated then. We'll take him. Um, and the Rangers dafty of the week. Alan McGregor, because everybody else is brand new. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's McGregor, I don't think there's MD. I would, I would say... <laughs> is he staff? I would say... I don't really... Maybe... Maybe yeah, I've got one. Big Bassie at half time, Fawn. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> but listen, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to um, throw a wee Hadji under the bus here because... Good shout, by the way. He never had a good game at all, didn't he, no? He didn't, uh, and, and you've got to expect nothing. Um, and the, the, the one moment in the game where he can play Morelos in, he delays it first of all, then he goes to play and he plays one of the worst passes of the game and when it comes back to him he can still roll him in a game and he, and he has the worst shot that you've ever That's seen what, The worst thing about that was the second chance he got at it it was fucking yeah. murder man Grado yeah. you seem dead excited there like a wee bit of rage saying aye it was Hadji is that because <laughs> you copied his haircut? <laughs> well, what is it he said before we went on air with the hood I look like? He's auntie Hadji <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> It was easy. Oh, I changed my tap and got my tits out. You <laughs> so happy we start against Aberdeen. Now the next game's the Europa League match. Um, is it over there, or do you think you can do something over in Germany? It's a, it's a free hit, man. But I think if it was two one, maybe I'd give a bit of a chance. But I think I think it's too big a mountain to climb. But I wouldn't be surprised if we go earlier and get a result. I'm not saying we'll go through, but I wouldn't be surprised if we went earlier and won on the night. What sort of team do you think he'll put out? Do you think he'll rest players, or do you think he'll just go out and buzz out to the wall? No, I, th- I think it'll be. I think it'll be maybe even like for like. Um, I think that in Europe, the, the, the way we play, the way we line up, it's kind of the same. We just stay more compact ourselves and, and we're able to catch teams on the break. We've been quite effective at it in the last couple of seasons. So I think it'll go similar lineup, if not the exact same. And, um, and, and like you were saying, I think we could probably get a, an all right result, but not enough to take us through. I think it'll be the exact same for maybe about an hour, 70 minutes. And then, depending on the way, if you're getting beat, you'll maybe just start taking players off and think about the weekend straight away. Mm-hmm. It's a hard game. I don't expect it much. The third, the third goal at Ibrooks killed us. That was yeah. it. I'm just looking forward to Steam Rangers playing Europe again because I think that's when we're at our best. And I must admit, before lockdown, I wasn't looking forward to return tie, obviously. But I don't know. Just I know Friendly's been fuck all and all that, but. It's, there's something about it I can't I just, I'm just really looking forward to seeing Rangers playing I, I don't think we're going through but as Bob says I think there's a good chance that we can edge it I think this thing in noise they've played a lot still they, are, they, they were back a good few weeks so they're not even lacking any kind of match, 
match sharpness. I think they've, I think they've only stopped playing maybe two weeks ago. I think it was a so I think they've, they've just rested their legs a bit and they've got a right decent squad. I wish Chelsea would hurry up and sign that forward there, Erzlund. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you <yeah. laughs> I know, you, you've got to say to me, Morelos, look, me, man, if you, if you want a real serious bid to come in for you, this is probably the last chance you've got to be in that kind of short window. Um, people don't maybe rate what he does in Scotland. So if, if you want to make a statement, go and make it on Thursday. Yeah, I guess like you're you're saying, Steve, it's a kind of free free hit on Thursday, and then you move on to St Mirren, three pm kickoff on Sunday. St Mirren have never won at Ibrox in the Premier League era. Head to head, they're looking thirty five games, twenty nine wins for Rangers, four draws and two losses, which were both at Love Street. One uh, 0 win against Livy at the weekend. There, did any see St Mirren, Stephen? Did you see them? Then scored a good goal. Aye, yeah. I seen the goal. When we were sitting having a drink on Saturday, I just seen the highlight. Like, I seen it on Sky Sports News. I seen the goal, but it's a heater. Was it a diving heater? Aye. Aye. Yeah. Uh, we need to win. We need to win. Next two home games, Ibrooks are must wins. We need to. We need to keep winning. But I don't. Why games, man? Even without any fans at Ibrooks, I feel it's why games. If Sitman will come, they'll be well organised, they'll be compact, they'll try and sit in again, but it's up to us to get the unbreaking done and do it. They're looking certainly against Livingston, look quite more defensively solidly. They signed Joe Shaughnessy and he looked quite good at the back. Um, Grado, easy one for Rangers? Uh, it's a tricky one, it is. It's, I don't know. 4 now. 4 now. what do you think? Uh, it should be comfortable, but. It's the it's the playing on the Sunday straight after the Thursday on it and, and does he make any changes then after Thursday? Um you just want to come back for Germany we everybody kinda of fit and healthy and, and um if we were able to put a strong enough team we should win comfortably. But again, I books with no crowd, does it play a part the house and money deal wings? Don't know. Yeah. Uh Tam, what about yourself, what are you thinking? I'm not being cautious about it. See if you want to win leagues. These are games you shouldn't be. You should take care of. You should be winning. I think we'll win. Yeah, yeah. Full house in. Um, right. So that's looking forward to the weekend. Let's get on to the news and the rumours. Uh, so the first one we talked about at the start of the show. Clive Tildesley joining Rangers TV. Gradle, you're buzzing about this, aren't you? I thought, I, I couldn't believe it. It's um, it's funny because when when he put up that video, you know, and he's greeting and oh, oh, I put it a couple weeks ago, haven't we? Talking about it, man, I'm going, Purcell, Purcell. And I had seen a few folk go getting for Rangers TV and I'm going, never in a million years. But I don't know, there's something he- heavy feel good about that. I, f- I feel for wee Tom, don't get me wrong. You be, you be bummed out. <laughs> I don't want me Tom getting fucking bummed out. But yeah, he's still involved, eh? Aye. But then, but it's like, what is it? Is he going to, I mean, is it, is it for the Rangers and Celtic games? Is it, what's he coming Oh, Tom will be involved when the fans are back. He'll be doing the Broxy Bear man, doing the pre-match entertainment man, like Andy Cameron used to do in the pitch. <laughs> and Clive will be upstairs doing the actual commentary, man. See, I, I, I just think that's a touch of class, man. When I think of Clive, I, I'm calling Clive, it's Clive. You think of like the, 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 the Man United Champions League Cup final in 99 or that. I just think that's... I mean, he's going he's gonna to have to get his fucking books out, man, if he's wanting to do the Rangers and Johnson game at the weekend. Do you know what I mean? He's going to have to do a wee bit of studying. <laughs> It's like you look at it, Clive Tildesley, right? You still got Tom there. You've got Walter Smith, Graham Soonish, Neil McCann, Alex Ray, Emma Dodds. I mean, it's it's a right good lineup, man. No. 
what's going to happen to Andy Little? What's going to happen to <laughs> Dane Tom? What's the goal of Dane Tom and that? Hugh Burns? Fuck. Gutted for them, gutted for them. Ali McCoy, you're talking about, he's, he's doing a bit for Rangers TV as well, is that right? Or has he signed up to Sky, isn't he? Well, McCoy's to signed up to Sky, so yeah. he's not been mentioned with the Rangers TV. Big Katic has got to be there as well. Big really? Mm-hmm. He was um, sort of saying what you've been saying the last couple of weeks on the telly, Stephen. He was saying that it'd be better off selling Morelos now and reinvesting the funds in the squad. You've been saying this for a couple of weeks. Do you still agree with that, Stephen? I do, I think it's, I mean... <sighs> I don't I keep saying I keep saying it like I think it just needs to come to a point where we we draw a line on the sand with us and just you even seen Gerard he's obviously sick of the back teeth getting asked about it. You see him he gets asked about it pre match, he gets asked about it in the press conference, he gets asked about it after a match. I just think it's gonna happen sooner or later and I think the team hopefully when we get the money we can invest it in the squad and we'll benefit for the money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but any other, but any of you guys disagree with that or? No, I think, no, was, I think I'd take the money. No, I, yeah. I think that's. I think as it as it goes on, I think most Rangers fans now are saying sell them. But would you take them for another season now? It feels like <laughs> a lot of folk winning now. See, see that back tees on you go, Bert. Sorry, on you go, mate. Uh, see, see for me the the the, the fairy tale thing here is for, for Rangers to win the league this year and the wee man to play a big partner and, and score um, score the goals that wins the league whether that's against Celtic or no the wee man to lift the trophy and go away for whatever the place is with, with a medal in his pocket and I think the Rangers fans have loved him when he's been here and even when he does his stupid things they still sort of storm by him but I think the problem is now it's like you're never sure when the next stupid hang's coming and that's how if the price is right you've got to take it uh, if you can get enough money for them where you buy a number one and a number two um, striker with, with Jermaine Defoe being the third one or being even the second one that's there to kind of help coach the other two I think you've got to take it if you can get a guy that's able to keep yourself on the pitch out of the headlines and all he does is score goals Anyone out there that you would like to see in at Rangers if Morelos was to go? Lewandowski. Major. I don't know, mate. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, so many strikers out there, but like we were talking about in the podcast last last week, like, all right, take away what it does in Europe. No taking that away from you. I'm just saying, in my opinion, this season, the league, we need to win the league. We need to. So, surely there's a striker out there that can score more than 12 goals in this league with the way we play and the chances we create. And like Bert's saying, if we sign an striker, keeps his sell at the headlines and actually stays on the pitch more times than Morelos has managed to in the last two seasons, whatever, I don't think we can go far wrong. But who it's going to be, Kemar, Roof, Madge, I don't know. Don't know. I mean, it's I hard to tell because I think Rangers are going for a certain mode. of a player that Aye. they'll get with potential that they're hoping they can sell on again. Mm-hmm. So I think it's hard to even think who they would go for. Is this the season that you need to be doing that, though? Check, innit? Osicek, they're talking about the... Is it Marco Maric or something? They're talking about him as well, for Osicek. Where we go, Barisic and Grezdafe, but I don't know. What you're saying there, John, I agree. I don't think it's the season where you go for that. I would rather sign somebody that you know is going to do a job. But I don't don't know if people above 
we'll just see a bigger picture on it and think we need we still need to try and cash in on players. Yeah, yeah. Um, talk, talking about kind of young players and stuff, I see uh, Josh McPakes uh, going out on loan to either Air United and or Morton. Um, looks like it. Any other players you'd like to see go out on loan to try and establish themselves, get more experience? Uh, but probably most of them because the, the problem we've got is see see even with all these extra subs as much as um, one or two of the young boys are going to end up on the bench we don't make a lot of changes in games so they're not going to get a lot of game time so you would, you would probably rather that they actually the majority of them out on loan and, and try to see how it develops them rather than hang about at eye books and, and not really get a shot um, I, think I agree and that's touching on I think they would look at it as it's not a season to take a gamble on a young boy. You see, this season's a season you've either got it or you've no. I tell you what, I think they should have done CBD's extra substitutes. See, I think they should have said something along the lines of if you want to make the five, at least one of them or maybe two of them will go to be for your youth set up. Um, and that guarantees that guarantees getting young boys some game time. Now, if you've made, and it also stops teams making all the extra changes just for the sake of wasting time. Do you know what I mean? I think, and if they're doing it solely for that reason, at least one or two of the younger boys are getting a game. Yeah. Well, listen, before we go, I think, uh, you know, it wouldn't be an old firm podcast without looking across the city at your uh, title rivals, uh, really. So, what did you make I of need to go. <laughs> <laughs> what did you make of Celtic yesterday against Hamilton? I, I watched all eight minutes of the second half and turned the hats. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see any. I had some quality time with the family yesterday, but to be honest, I'm not surprised. It's just that I don't, it's not, I, I didn't expect any more than what Hamilton done. No disrespect to Hamilton, I just don't think they're going to go to Park and cause any trouble, so. Yeah. I think in fairness, Hamilton, their gaffer said that he's coming out every game this season and they're going to try and play football. They just didn't change because they were going to play Celtic. And Celtic are just too good. If you're going to open up against that, they're going to cut you open and hurt you with a lot of goals. I do like that. I do like that, Brian Rice, and I do respect that that's what he does. But <clears throat> I just, as everybody else is saying, I didn't expect anything less. And see, see if they go there and they set up to try and frustrate Celtic and 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 stifle the game. They probably still get beat. So, so see for him to say, right, boys, look on you. Go for it, try and, and, and enjoy yourself, try and enjoy the experience. Ah, it's it's a young team, he's got an off, so why not go like that, young boys? See, this mob you're playing today, they're, they're the ones that are winning the league. Go and put yourself up against it and see how you can match that. If you're a young boy and you've got the freedom to get a goal, then I think, I think if you played for Hamilton but as a young boy, you'd enjoy it. They'll probably take me off getting a scalping like that, they'll probably be able to look at that and say, right, look, if, if it was a, a, just a, a loving man behind the ball, they're, they're not really learning anything there, are they? So, but Celtic went and done what you expected them to do. Aye. So. They've got a hard game, I think they're away to Kilmarnock Aye, we'll see what happens then, we'll see what happens then. Um, so, yeah, that's it for the first Rangers daft. Boys, uh, Bert, Tam, thanks very much for joining us on the show. Thank you. Hey, do, you enjoy, do you enjoy that, talking about Rangers for half an hour as opposed to any other football? Do you know what? You're, 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 you're not a touching David Edgar, but you're getting there. I'm <laughs> kidding, <laughs> you're better David Edgar. <laughs> you think he'll think more rip, rip them off? 
David Edgar. Oh, I thought he's saying we open goal, man. They're bumping us now. David Edgar's going like <laughs> <laughs> They'll be after us. They'll be after us. Uh, so, yeah, thanks very much for joining us, Ranger Staff. This is the first one you get for free. But remember, if you want to continue listening to it, you have to set up the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash football staff. Uh, and Stephen, you'll be back on the main show on Friday. In the meantime, please continue to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, we are the people. Audio Frontier.